Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, honey, but through our own lenses, which are the lenses are tainted by our point of views, sometimes the hardships that we face and the triumphs that we've accomplished. All of this to say, at the end of the day, we hope it's slightly sweet for you. Thank you so much for being here. We're watching Love After Lockup right now. We are in season four, honey. And this was episode 18, Just a Snitch. I couldn't figure out who they were talking about when they named it this. So oh, the only thing I can think of is... is Tawny. Tawny. Yeah, she's yeah. a snitch. She is a I, like, didn't... First of all, when... Okay, we'll talk about... We, maybe we should start with them because... I like them a lot this episode. There was a lot of juice. Uh, so let's bring up Chaz and Bronwyn. Hi, baby. Where are you? I've been here for a long time now and you're not here yet. Mm-hmm. So Chaz is brushing his teeth with one of those fancy toothbrushes when we see him. And, uh, you know, like those oral beads, like same toothbrush that, you know, Gino tried to give Jasmine and she threw out the window, you know, like... We, by the way, if you ever want those toothbrushes, just get them at Costco. They always have a great deal. I think they're really good for you, too. Anyway. But yeah, he says that she's been distant uh, ever since he told her that he had extended his trip and was going to spend more time and uh, realized that she was not happy about it. But then, honey, he gets a text. And we're like, oh, there's our Bronwyn just like trying to like, you know, get back in the good graces. But wow, what was the text? I mean, it was a text from somebody named... Tawny. Uh huh. Which, I mean, I, I think of so many things. First of all, when I think of the name Tawny, I think of the color of Bambi's coat. Like, it's just such a very specific thing. Also, a stripper. Like, it's like the same, the same thing for me. So, the text says very ominously, you should look into your wife. I don't want to get involved, though. And my thought was, Bitch, you are involved. Mm -hmm. You do want to get involved. You are a liar mm -hmm. if you say that you don't want to get involved. And so then we've got Chaz who decides to Google Bronwyn's name. And he pulls up an old escort site that she told him about when she was in prison that had some sexy pictures of her. And so he goes there and he sees that it was updated May 23rd, 2022. Mm -hmm. And this is really like odd of the Sharp Entertainment because normally they don't like to give us dates. They don't like to tell us when things are happening, mm -hmm. but we fully know that this is happening in the beginning part of this year. Mm -hmm. So I feel really good about that. <laughs> Wa likes to like have, you know, yeah, Wa likes to know all the things. I, talking about names, Bronwyn is the first Bronwyn I've ever Bronwynd, you know, like the, I've never known another Bronwyn. I feel like it's a family name. Like I knew a girl named Shields once and it was because it was a family name. Like sometimes you just name your kid a last name. So that that last name or that name stays in the family somewhere. And so I feel like Bronwyn is that. It's interesting you should say that because when I was like a toddler, uh, no, when I was like very, very young, <laughs> I thought because I was like super traditional and just raised like super Catholic that like, of course, I would get married. Ha ha ha. And of course, I would have to take my man's name, you know, of course. And but I love my last name, Farah. Like, I think it's real nice. And so I was like, well, honey, I'm just gonna have to have a daughter and name her Farah. Like, I thought I was gonna name someone a Farah. Now, Farah is like a first name. So it isn't like so crazy. But now I'm yeah. like, ever get married, honey, it's a hyphen. I'm gonna hyphen my name with someone else. Yeah, it's definitely a family name. Like if you named your daughter Farah, it would be like, oh, it's a family name. And so she would then be responsible or someone else would be responsible for naming somebody else in the family Farah so that the fair name lives on. Yeah, you know that I've talked to this before, but Moi knows like my dad's friends, which is fine. I have two of my dad's friends. Uh, no, my dad has a cousin named Seti Vartanian. I love and that. Every, every generation, they switch between Seti and Vartan. Again, this person's na last name is Vartanian. And so... His dad, like my dad's first cousin's name is Seti. And then Seti, his firstborn was named Vartan. And so Vartan's firstborn will have to be named Seti. And then, you know, Seti's firstborn will be named Vartan. So does, like, is it Vartan Vartanian? Yes. Great. As it should, <laughs> it is as it should be. 
Yeah. Um, this is real. These people are real and I love them very much. So it's just so interesting. Names are interesting. So yeah, she's like, so after she, this girl says like, she doesn't want to get involved. Then Chaz was like, well, who's talking? And she's like, Tani, like Tani, after saying she doesn't want to get involved, says that she's Tani to Chaz. Chaz finds this escort page, which yes, as Wa said, has been recently updated. And I also just wrote down some things, you know, just some keywords that they said in the ad for you. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> keyword beautiful dark blonde big booty bitch for your entertainment she says she's 28 in it and Chaz is very quick to be like 28 what <laughs> sure and to that I say shut up you dirty old man also she's not a big booty person go ahead oh I think she has a big booty she's not like in this day and age what we know for that but like she, I think that she actually does have a big round booty. Mm. I think I think I would find it luscious. She only said she has a B cup, which I was kind of was surprised about. She says she's highly reviewed and knows her worth, so don't press her for things she's not into. It's 140 for half an hour or 270 for an hour, which is basically the same price. I almost felt like if you're gonna, no, sh- she gave a little discount. It's a little ten dollar discount. Oh, you're right. It, back- it, it would be 280, but it's 270. So she gave you a little disco. For taking a whole hour and listen that's that's not a bad rate <laughs> is it how do you know well i mean think about it if you work at a job and you most people make 200 dollars a day i mean not most but like making 200 dollars a day is like not terrible it's it's annoying but it's not terrible so like her doing 270 an hour girl she could have three clients in a day and like make more than most people you're right Chaz looks at all this and looks at the pictures and is sad, you know, sad Chaz. And then we get this other, we were like, where's Bronwyn? And Bronwyn, honey, is at like a 50s diner. She's at Johnny Rockets, you know, like put a nickel in the jukebox, honey. And like, they'll play some like Elvis Presley or some Beach Boys. You know, it's like very much that like she's going to get a shake, honey. And uh, she's waiting for someone. And we're like, who could it be? Is it Chaz? You know, like, because he's been trying to get a hold of that ass, a big booty ass. Ha ha ha. But he can't. And then it walks in like this blonde lady. And my first thought was, dear God, I hope it's Tawny. But it wasn't. It was her her friend, Jessica. Oh, is that her name? That's the one who keeps on trying to warn Chaz away. I thought it was actually Jessica who was sending the messages, pretending to be somebody by the name of Tawny, until Jessica said something. Because I really wouldn't put it past her friends to try to sabotage this situation, A. B, also, how did Tawny get Chaz's number from Jessica? Like, think about it. If Jessica's ex, Alan, was the one who told her that Tawny texts Chaz, then how in the hell are people getting Chaz's number? It had to be through some kind of something. Or maybe Bronwyn. (gasps) Maybe Bronwyn told Jessica, look, I need to get him to go out of here. And the way I'm going to get him out of here is by, like just let's just fake this whole thing this is just like a whole ring of fakers who are just trying to get out of situation it's like courtney is a guy alan is a guy tawny is a girl jessica's a girl bronwyn is a girl and they're just all trying to get at Chaz and get him out of portland absolutely okay wait what other thing is that i i've tried to like isolate what this person's name is but okay the other thing is that Bronwyn's very excited to tell Jessica that her old boyfriend has been like calling and texting her and like who obviously was just out of prison. We had seen that phone call. I think his name is Yola. Yeah, like Yolanda. Yeah. Was saying it like, of course, Chris, now this is a white druggy man. Oh, I figured that he's like first generation Eastern European. Like it's like close to saying Olaf to me. Like in my mind, I was like, oh, he's Eastern European. He came... Like his mother is or whatever. Like, like I've made up a whole story because listen, <laughs> I know you have. Yeah. Listen, tell us about it. The, you know, when you are a white male and you choose to get a face slash chin tattoo, like you're making a statement. There has some, been some, some hard knocks in your life and you want the world to know that you're not cookie cutter, that you are an outlaw, that you are a good time at rock star says Jessica. These people are so far beyond anything that is in the realm of my normal existence because Jessica refers to Yola as being a rock star when this person has spent time in prison. Now, I'm not saying that being down or going down or anything like that is like not kind of cool in certain circles, right? 
But when you spent the better part of a decade in prison, at that point, you've lost. You've lost, especially in this day and age. And so for anyone on the outside to refer to you as a rock star, like we have so much fun together. Like I can see Bronwyn being excited for this person. Cause let me tell you, I've been excited for the wrong person all the live long day. So I get it. But for the friend to then co-sign it, your friend is the one who's supposed to be like, nah, that guy's an idiot. Your friend isn't supposed to co-sign you getting back with a guy who's been in and out of prison your entire relationship and ran off with some other woman. This person ran off with another girl and your friend is like, yeah, you guys are actually quite awesome together. Continue. Yeah, you should try to get back with him. It's just like a banana's world that I don't reside in. Mm -hmm. I would never let you do that. You know, obviously I'd be like, hey, you listen, you YOLO, you only live once, you camp with YOLA. But the other thing that Bronwyn also tells Jessica is that Chaz broke into her Gmail, that she was just minding her own business, honey. She gets one of those like emails, like your password has been changed or something. Cause he has his email as her recovery address or something. So she could like see that he had broken in. And then, so she like told her they're like, Oh, I didn't know that was your recent one or something bananas and crazy like that. The only reason I know anything about this is because the most hated man on the internet. That's the only reason I know anything about recovery emails or gmails or whatever and so like brown just completely feels like her privacy is being breached because he's trying to like get into her email mm -hmm. so we i listen i i did love this whole drama like i've been waiting for this to like transpire we kind of been knowing that she gets back to some of her like escorting ways you know at the same time we talk about the prices and i think that for her she was like i'm supposed to just like have sex with this man I have no sexual feelings for and not get paid? And I have to move? And I'm like, <sighs> you know what's easy? When you just get paid for sex, you don't have to like listen to them and text them back and like, baby, you don't have to do any of that. They just leave, honey. Like she must be like, the f what am I doing? Yeah. Also, where is my vanilla shake? <laughs> I just want her to get some lighter eyelashes. I just think that the eyelashes are too heavy for her. And she is doing herself a disservice with this like Miona high pony. I know it. And there's a lot of the high ponies now. It's like, you know, who all will talk, you know, cross countrying, but Angela is also walking, rocking like fake high ponies too. And we'll be talking about later on in life, the docu-series, The Deep End. And at one point, Teal Swan, who is bananas, and I can't wait to talk about it with Wall later, is on a podcast. And the podcast host has like a fake pony too. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like a whole thing. And I want one. If one of the styles that I've never been able to do or ever have done or, you know, whatever is a high pony. And so, I want it for you. But just we're right. I think that Britney's high pony was great. Like in her confessional, I think it looks good. I think. Even though I don't like Angela, I think that, that when I saw her with the high pony, I said it's cute. I just think something is very cute about it. But, you know. Do you want me to buy you a Miona Beauty high pony for your birthday? Oh, no. If I'm going to buy fake hair, it's going to be not from Miona. Okay. But thank you. Do you want me to buy you a travel mic for your birthday? <laughs> no, I have another mic coming. Okay. I love you. I'm just playing. So, yeah, Wa doesn't have a mic right now. If, you know, if her sound sounds a little echoey. Okay. I have nothing else to say about these peeps, Wa. No, fine. It sounds echoey. Yeah, I wouldn't say it sounds the same as, yeah. Mm. You know, I love you so much. So let's move no, on to Puppy and Amber. Yes, and we get a whole other segment of Amber's natural curly texture hair, which makes me really, really happy. But they go to Amber's house and they see Queen. Now, Queen was, I think, Puppy's roommate, right? Jail, jail friend? Jail Queen is friend. just a friend of theirs from prison. So right now she's currently Amber's roommate. Mm -hmm. And at some point Queen got Puppy a job that Puppy failed at. Okay. So Puppy says that she doesn't expect uh, Eric to come home. And it's just like a real, this is a beautiful scene between friends who are really trying to like get at their friend to understand her worth and her value and give her back some 
confidence and security. So Queen like spelled it out for her. She's like, do you think that he still loves his ex-wife? And Puppy's like, yeah. And he's like, and that, and he's going to his ex-wife's house and stuff like that, right? Yes. That means that you are the side bitch. And I think like Puppy hadn't realized that or hadn't thought about that or thought that she was the main main one for a second. You know, I feel bad. It's She starts crying. Well, what did you think about this? I really feel that Puppy is at a place in her life where she feels too old for childish things, but then doesn't know what to do. Doesn't want to go back to prison. Doesn't want to get caught up of anything. And all her friends are doing better than her. And she just doesn't have like an oar or like a direction, a compass, as you will in life. And so I do feel bad for her. And, you know, we all love her. So she is like just so curled up next to Queen. It's kind of cute. And I like the fact that they have each other to lean on in this moment. So... She doesn't expect uh, Eric to come home, which is why she goes to stay with the girls to get some information. And they have a very loving conversation, her and Amber, where Amber starts to cry and says, you are better than me. Like you have more potential than me. And it just sickens me to see you this way. And I want the best for you. And so it's just like a really tearful moment. And then they announce that she's pregnant and puppy's response. Like, she's like, what are you going to do? And Puppy's response is like, I'm either going to have it or I'm not. And I'm like, well, thank you, Mrs. Know-it-all. Like, thank you for that bit of information. Like, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, that's what's going to happen. And so, so then she, Queen is like, well, what are the laws? And she's like, laws? (laughs) I don't, I break laws. I don't care about laws regardless. So then it brought up the whole, you know, Roe v. Wade situation that's happening in our currently in our country. And Amber tries to give her a little bit of information about, you know, you're less than six weeks. You should go now if you're going to make the decision to do so because it's legal at this point. And yeah, it's just like a really tough situation, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amber is like, we are the same person. Like, that's why I love you so much. And Amber also says that she also has had to deal with unwanted pregnancy and So we know that Amber has had an abortion, but it was obviously a very hard situation because she doesn't want to talk about it. But then Puppy decides to go back. Also, Queen has a scar on her cheek. Queen has seen a lot of things, my love. I really do love Queen. Anyway, so Amber decides to call Heather, which is Eric's wife, because she realizes that her and Heather have mutual friends on Facebook. So she's like going to reach out to Heather on FB message or whatever and try and get in contact with her. And it's like, what, just to tell her that he has a side woman that's pregnant? I mean, maybe, I'm not quite sure. At that point, I was like, Amber, I think you might be doing a little too much. Anyway, but she's a given F. It's like her best friend. But back at Eric's house where Puppy lives, not the house that he has with his with Heather, Puppy is like, oh, when did you get home? And he's like, well, you wouldn't know if I were home. You know, whatever, God bless. I don't understand that man at all most of the time. And he's upset. He's like, why did you tell Amber everything? And it's because you you don't talk to me. And when you do, it's all about how you feel. And you literally leave all the time. I have no one to talk to. She's like, he at this point is like, I don't want to talk about this. And then goes through the door. And then she puts her hand on the door and she's like, you're not leaving. You're not leaving. In my mind, I was like, if you hit her right now, I'm going to throw up. Like I, for some reason, don't trust Eric at all. Like obviously. And for some reason I was like really scared her puppy during this moment. But then she's like, you're not leaving. You're not leaving. I'm pregnant. And then she like unleashes the latch and it's like, leave. And I won't be here when you get back. And he like goes out the door and then just kind of like peers through the window of the door and then comes back in and she's laying and crying. Still has that same like flower leggings that I really, really do like. I don't know where she got them from. And he's like, are you serious about being pregnant? And she, you know, she is serious. And she's like crying at one point she like comes back and like, she uses individual or like three stack eyelashes. So like one little three stack has just like made its way over to like her eyebrow she isn't happy and his reaction is not is is not at all mean it's not is surprising it wasn't hostile it wasn't warm it was kind of like what are you gonna do you know like ah god wow i always think it's interesting when men shoot up the club and then are confused about how a pregnancy happened 
Like, if you're not having protected sex, if you, if you don't have a vasectomy or she doesn't have birth control that she's taking regularly, then pregnancy can and most likely will happen. So it's just always so very, very odd to me. And his response was one of someone who he wasn't happy. And I think it's also very weird when women want the man to be happy, when the situation isn't good and she's not necessarily mm-hmm. happy. It's like, you're not happy. It's like, the girl, you're not happy either. Like, this can't come at a worse time. You know, you're, you've are you been together for two years and you've been his side woman for two years. He's asked you to marry him. Like, legitimately, you didn't make this up. He asked you on national TV to marry him, yet he hasn't taken steps to get, you know, divorced so that the marriage can happen. And so she's on this precipice. And I see why she's confused and frustrated because she, you know, right now is being taken care of, which is my dream. And so if I were her, I wouldn't want to give that up either. And I would want some answers. I want to say that I never for one reason thought he was going to hit her. Okay. I never thought that. I was just like, I just don't know if she's going to hit, going to do something to hit him or something. Not that I thought she would, but I just was hoping that it would just be soft puppy, like moving his hand out of the way and standing there and just being like, no, and trying to communicate to him like an adult, which she was absolutely trying to do in her very puppy voice. And the one thing that like, I feel like I can always tell where a person's brain is based on their bedroom. And like, I just don't know how someone can walk into that mess and function. And I've been there. I've been somebody who's had an incredibly messy room for, you know, all all of my teenage years to the point where like my siblings thought for whatever reason that when I finally moved out of the house that I would have like a messy house. But I'm like, no, if I don't have to be stressed out by external factors, my space is clean. And so like, when I see her space, all I do is feel bad for her. I feel bad for her that like, you know, she lives in a world where someone can just lay on their bed with the outside clothes on and shoes on. And it's just like, okay, I don't know that world. And I'm just sad for her. (laughs) I am sad for her too. But but yeah, Wa really likes... Walk, you cannot put luggage on the bed in front of wall. Like, you know, there's certain things that we have grown to know about each other just from like doing recaps of like really what affects her. You know, <laughs> I, I know what affects you. And I think that you know that men's feet affect me. Okay, so I hate them. So we're going to, anything else about them, babe? No. Okay, I'm moving around. I have control, guys. So we're just going to be all over the place. Wa doesn't even know who I'm going to bring up next, okay? She's going to be shocked because it isn't going to make any sense but I have a whatever, like some sort of reason for my mayhem. And it's Brittany and Marcelino. Look at this picture I found of them. Is that her? Like, look at those teeth, Ma. Yeah, she looks great. I mean, could she get them whitened? Yes. Has she? Probably. So, you know, Brittany comes hot off of literally decking her best friend slash lover slash ex-girlfriend slash threesome mate, Amber, in the face and kicking her. And Amanda. Oh, you're right. We just talked about Amber. Amanda's her name. Thank you. She says she's been robbed of her peace of mind. You know, she also has like a loyalty tat on her hand as she drives in this car that like, you know, the cameraman was like, look at that loyalty, honey. It's very important to her. You know who's not giving it to her? Amanda and Marcelino. She says that she does not regret the threesome that brought Amanda and Marcelino together. Because listen, it's all about adult choices. And Marcelino made that choice to go into the threesome, just like he made the choice to send Amanda a dick pic, which is kind of also that thing where it's like, if you send Britney's girlfriend a dick pic, then you best know that at some point it's going to come back to your wife. Like you could be sending a dick pic to anyone. You're on national television. At this point, if you have an Instagram and you're Marcelino, you're getting like requests in your DM for dick pics all day long. But he picks Brittany's friend. Well, I think it's crazy that Amanda did not share that pic with the rest of the world. And I think it's a testament to how much she respects Brittany by not having not done so. I would like to see it. Just going to say that. Two, I think that the problem is, is that when you are dealing with someone like Brittany, who's probably dealt with threesomes and maybe has had understood the rules of threesomes and like what that means for a couple, you know, she has a very specific idea. I I would say if I were to be devil's advocate, that I think that Amanda was the safest person for him to send a dick pic to. 
a person who had already seen his penis. And I could see Marcelino not necessarily thinking that it's a big deal that Amanda got the dick pic because Amanda has already got the dick. So why was that a breach? Now, we understand that it's a breach, obviously, from Brittany's perspective, and that if a couple are swinging or are into threesomes, that they should have some kind of conversation about what the boundaries are, and Marcelino broke them. I just don't know if Marcelino and Brittany have, have had that conversation about that. Have Tiffany and Kevin had the conversation about that? We don't know. So the main thing about this, this was Brittany, you know, paying an homage to when she got out of prison four years ago and she looked slightly different. This is before the two kids, the career, the houses, and the reality shows, seasons. And so she goes back to the desert. And I mean, when she said that they robbed her of her peace of mind, I was, that was just really great imagery for me. She says she hasn't seen Marcelino in a couple of days and she needs to get back to her kids and her life. But if he's, I think what had happened is that she fell completely in love with Marcelino and she gave up of all of herself to Marcelino. Mm-hmm. And for him to betray her, it feels like she was slipping on you know slacking on her pimping it feels like he caught her you know he caught her with her pants down and that's i think the thing that makes her feel the worst is that because i could understand that if i loved somebody and i allowed myself to truly just deeply fall in love with them and they did something that i felt was betraying of that trust i would feel stupid to have given it to them in the first place Mm -hmm. so yeah I, i get where she's at and then she's like you know he lost his mind like a weirdo Like she's really like feeling some type of way about this. And I think when I see her, her, the, where her mind is there, she just feels completely betrayed by these two people in her life. And that's why she punched her out. Because she just is like, no, you guys don't get to do this to me. Like I'm a good person. I'm not the person that I was, you know, eight years ago. I'm not the person who lost their baby a year after the baby was born. I'm not that person. And y'all are making me want to go back to being that person to where I understood the rules and I understood that I wasn't supposed to be vulnerable. And the moment I'm vulnerable, you two just take advantage of me. And I, that's not me. I agree. She says that she is all cried out. And uh, I'm all cried out. Not the same song, Mom? What's oh, it is. It just, it is. I, it is. You can sing it though. Uh, the whole point of us doing this podcast is for us to sing at the same time. You know that. <laughs> I, just I, I just don't want to do it to our audience. Like, what if we're singing on wrong notes? Like, what if we're just singing two different, like, okay, go. You do it. Go, go. And I did it. Okay. I did it. I see. Th- this is where I was at. And I'm all cried out over you. Is that it? I don't know. I think I picked a better part, but I love you See, so much. That's what I'm saying. That's why I didn't want to, I wanted to let you go. Cause I didn't know where we were in it. You know, we can't uh, do this to our audience. They're, they are innocent bystanders. Okay. We cannot just like force our hollering yes, truly voices on them. Yes, we can. That's why we started this podcast. It's under the guys that will like recap things, but at any time we know that like we're really doing it to have some sort of singing audience. And by the way, I mean, I like- it's not called docu-singies. Okay. It's called docu-sweeties. They didn't sign up for this. You guys, I'm looking out for you. Okay. Chris just wants not- to, <laughs> F you guys, it's all about that. Uh, okay, so we'll move on to the other Brittany and Ray. Okay, I want you to give me your. I mean, anytime anyone starts to talk about weddings, I can't wait. I immediately am like, oh, that's Chris. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is you. Go. No, she's with her friends. And, you know, after the whole thing, right? Like, we've been knowing that Brittany has been planning her wedding. She, she's been in, like, Pampers, honey. Like, she can't wait for that wedding. And then so she's, so I'm like, you know, she's a little bougie and stuff. And, like, her whole, you know, her bedroom is full of, like, rhinestones and stuff. I am excited to see, like, what she's going to do. You know, like, I, but then she starts to lay out some things. And immediately I'm like, oh, no. One thing is that she's not going to have any flowers <gasps> when she said that my heart dropped i'm not gonna go to that wedding a wedding with no flowers then why get why get married i don't even I'm, flowers make a wedding what do you know what the historical significance of flowers at a wedding are pretty being pretty at a wedding oh no you don't okay great go ahead Pretty, pretty things that are at, at a wedding. Flowers. No, no. It's because traditionally, like, not traditionally, but like back in the Dizay for like, I guess, 
I don't know, pagan or Christian religion. I don't know. For for the cultural group who had wedding flowers at their wedding, right? Because that's a very specific cultural group who did that. The reason why you did flowers at the wedding was because most people got married in the spring or when it was warmer outside. And so they had flowers around because people smelled and you were outside. And so the flowers were there to kind of mask the smell of the like funk of the of the of the folk and so like to me when i thought about that i'm like you know what flowers necessarily aren't needed anymore it's just like an old school thing that happened just because of the time period and the smells that were in the in the air and like bridesmaids and stuff you know they wanted the and then i'm also like you know maybe flowers were just more pungent in smell back then because i I mean, have you ever been to a wedding and you've actually smelled the flowers? Personally, I haven't. I don't even think that roses smell that fragrant anymore. Go ahead. No, I completely agree. You know, unless it's outdoors and it's going to have like you have like night blooming jasmine, I'm not like always smelling the flowers. However, I mean, flowers to me are like you have to have some flowers at the wedding. And here's the thing about flowers at a wedding. They are super expensive. Like you can spend thousands of dollars for flowers. I know that. So I'm not saying you like have to go do the whole thing or whatever, but at the same time, I just couldn't believe this woman who doesn't want to have flowers at her wedding. And, and literally your friends are like, well, how about like the bouquets? Are you not going to have a bouquet? And she's like, no, the bridesmaids won't have bouquets. Um, they'll just be, you know, holding their clutches. They'll be holding their black clutches. And I'm like, what? Why? Why would you have to, why, if you're at an event, why would you have to hold your black clutches? You like, walk up and stand somewhere that makes no sense to me at all and she was so excited about them she's like now this part i'm fine she's like look what i think one thing i do want is everyone's gonna have a slick back ponytail and i don't worry about all the miona ponytails possible so like everyone will have a miona ponytail don't worry about it they're all gonna look like that robert plant simply irresistible you know like with the red lipstick this is like i'm so old this is like such an old reference i'm making to like those videos She's so fine. There's no telling where the money went. And I'll tell you where the money went because they're 15, 10 to 15,000 over budget for this wedding that already has no flowers. And I was like, how much are those black clutches, honey? Like what is happening? But so I think that her friends hate what she's saying and are trying so hard to understand it. But I can see her one friend's mind just working like no flowers. You're going to like make them hold clutches in their hand and their dresses. Why does this all look like I, I what are the, I just I hate it. I can't I don't know what you would look like with a black clutch like a bridesmaid just standing up there for the ceremony. I just thought it was so crazy and I hated it. But well, anything anything else to say about the wedding stuff? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have anything else to say about it. Yeah. But we'll go in and then Let's have Wa tell us about the next scene. So the next scene we have is Ray very softly punching on a punching bag, uh, pretending as though he is going to start working out. And his grandmother comes over in some heels we see later on, which I love his grandmother. She's always got sage advice and she's always there for her grandson. And she's like, listen, I'll be on that reality show. I'll be your family on the reality show because otherwise he would have no family on the show. I mean, we did see his fat side of the family's first season, but where are they now? Exactly. It's like MTV. And so we, the grandmother comes over and they talk about the restitution and the grandmother actually sees his side of it. You know, she gets there and she's like, hey there, my little sweet potato pie. She just loves that little, that, that grandson. And she says, you got to start working out so you can make sure that you can carry Brittany over the threshold. You got to be sturdy with it. And I was, I don't know how I felt about that. It felt a little like a dig, but then it mm-hmm. didn't seem like it was a dig, but then it was weird. I don't know. I didn't. It mm-hmm. was weird. So she brings a picture over of his mother. And as we all know, Ray's mother was shot and killed at, when he was 11 years old. And that's what kind of started him down his road of drug abuse is the hurt and the pain from that event. And I feel like you could you tell he just, you know, quite wasn't the same after it happened because they still don't know who did it or why they did it. Ugh. So grandma, though, is like, you know what? It makes sense that Brittany would want a prenup. I can see it from her perspective. But at the same time, like y'all need to trust each other and you're going into this relationship to stay married forever. But here's my thought. Again, grandma is coming from a very like not a very obviously she's still alive, but from a boomer's idea of what marriage is and what it should be. 
people don't get married these days because they need each other to survive. Like, that's not why people get married these days. People get married for financial reasons. I mean, not financial reasons. People get married for a myriad of other reasons these days. And just simply making it work to make it work is not one of those things. And so a lot of her advice, while I get that that is her perspective, I didn't agree with. Yeah, I can see that. One little thing is that my grandmother, my dad's mom, called him sweet potato. And then when I was born, she called me sweet potato number two. I have never in my life heard anyone call anyone sweet potato. And she says sweet potato pie. Now, my grandmother is Southern, and this woman is Southern. So maybe if I was more in the South, I would hear that. But like, it warmed my heart when she was like, sweet potato pie. I was like, oh, grandma. Like, it was like, a, it made me think of my grandmother so hard. And I like loved it. It like made me happy for her. Yeah, this grandmother, I thought that was a dig when she said thing about the weight. I was like, you know, that was a little bit of a dig. Yeah, grandma says, don't start anything you can't keep up. Relationships stop because of money or someone cheating. Now, I think that she was saying like, she was saying like, don't get married if you don't think you can be with this person for the rest of your life and or monogamous and or, and I, so I think I understood that, you know, and I do think that some of her advice about that marriages end because of money situations is true, you know, and whether they also end a lot because of cheating, maybe not, or growing apart or like miscommunication or, you know, emo emotional, compatibility, maybe those options more than cheating, but I'm not quite sure because I've never been married, as we've talked about. And believe me, when I do, there'll be flowers fucking everywhere. And I was actually, yeah, I was actually happy to have grandma have like the wherewithal after calling Brittany mildly fat and that thing to also be like, no, she's right about the restitution thing. Like that is your responsibility. And, and I think that she also was like, just get married. You're not getting married to her dad. So yeah. anything else about them, babe? Nope. Okay, now let us see where we are. I am going to make a jump once again to... Okay, Sean and Sarah. There is Sarah and Sean. Sean <laughs> and Sarah. Sarah and Sean. Sean. Beavis and Butthead. I know. Sarah and Butthead. If, listen, butthead. If, yeah, if Sarah had blonde, frizzy hair, she'd kind of look like Beavis, but not really as much as Sean looks like Butthead. So it starts with the first dance. It, I think what honestly happens is like there is someone playing the piano in the back, but we never know like with licensing, like what kind of mu music we're going to get. We're definitely not going to get like you know, boys to men on bended knee, you know, like as a license option for us to like do our first dance. Well, I know that you haven't thought about your wedding as much as I have, but do you at all con consider what your first dance song would be? No. <laughs> okay. Mine is As by Stevie Wonder. It used to be the I'll cover you reprise from Rent, but I've grown. Okay. Live Sing it. My, oh, don't worry. Live in my house. I'll be your shelter. Just pay me back with one thousand. This is Jesse L. Martin singing. One. So I'm trying to be like you know, like a black man right now. Wait, one I thought we. Please, so it's by Stevie Wonder. Sing the Stevie Wonder version. Okay. Do 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 do. I guess uh, I've never heard it. Da 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 Until the oceans cover every oh, mountain. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It goes on forever. It's beautiful. I know, I know it, Wa. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that's not what Sean and Sarah's first dance is. It's like the song we'll never hear again. Kelly watches the first dance and is low-key like, could have been me. Should have been me. 20 years. Oh my God. I have six kids. This is not, I mean, we're not at my wedding with him. That is, it must be like a out of body experience for Sarah. Yeah. I mean, I mean Kelly, Kelly, she's got her, by the time the shit hits the fan, she's got her shoes off. So she did get comfortable at some point. Um, whether she got emotionally comfortable or just those feet uh, needed a little help. We're not quite sure. Jesus. I mean, just the, her and Gracie standing around. And then after that, like Sarah's trying to guide Sean into how to dance. She's like, you know, it's more than just back and forth. We got to turn around in a circle at some point. So they do 
And so she's trying to do her best to like keep this the happiest day. And I think Sarah never thought about her wedding ever, ever in her life. And so especially sitting in prison for all those years. So she gets the opportunity to do this and I'm happy for her. Her hair is bright fire engine red and her makeup is muted grays with a weird unblended shadow cat eye. And she turns, they they go to do the cut the cake and it's also a gender reveal. Mm-hmm. And it's a girl. And this triggers Gracie. And Gracie starts to ball, ball, ball crying. And Kelly to me, like, I know that that is her kid and that kid is probably just barely 18 years old, might still be in high school. But Kelly then goes up to Sean and makes Gracie's crying his problem. And I was just like, you need to go and support Gracie in this time. And then let Sean know a little later on that his daughter was upset and needs some of his time and support. Not in the middle of everything. Like, you need to go take care of your daughter. That gender reveal really messed her up. I mean, we get it that Sean has messed up. But at this point, his sinking, flaming shit show ship has sailed. And we got to stop trying to pull it back to shore. And at this point, it's just ruining Sarah's life. You've already met Sarah and you know that Sarah is not to blame for any of this. And Sean is. So like, let's have a little decorum. So she goes and she tells Sean. And then so Sean immediately walks away to go take care of his daughter and pulls her to the side. And she's like very much hysterical talking about now she's not the only girl anymore. And that, you know, she just feels like he really, truly just moved on and got another family, which he absolutely did. And Kelly, you know, and Sarah have a conversation with some man that looks like a scarecrow. And it's the friend, the one friend who decided to come as moral support. And they're all just like talking at Sarah. And Sarah's trying to keep the peace. And then Sarah's mother... Kathy. Kathy just... I mean... This woman is like all the Angelas of every Matt Sharp franchise mixed together. Just coming forth to just like start shit where there's no shit to be started. Yeah. And so then Sarah has to temper her mother's rage as well. And so Sarah's now in the middle. And like all she has are her bridesmaids and a flower girl to kind of get her through the day or the evening because everyone's just acting like assholes. And mm-hmm. even Kelly is like, oh, your mom, how dare she yell at a kid? Like, you know, you know, it's kind of jacked up. And she's like, no, she's just protecting me. Like, obviously, she's like, I don't know. Thanks. I agree. It gave me flashbacks to like Bridezilla's, but it's not Sarah that's the Bridezilla. It's kind of like Gracie and Kelly. And it also gives me like flashbacks to like Gypsy Wedding, which is like an old series I used to love. Oh my God. Nothing would have been good. I don't think we can say that word anymore. Mm, you're right. I'm sorry. but Romani. Romani Weddings. Romani Weddings. The Yes. You're absolutely right. And I'm sorry if anyone felt whatever triggered by that. That was the actual name of the show. So the you know, the Romani user own word wedding. Okay. So having said that, the gender reveal I thought was also, you know, people love a gender reveal. Certain people, not me. Yeah. It really was super pink. It was as pink as Sarah's mom's Kathy's face. I mean, that woman is like always pink. And again, I also, the colors of her wedding are red, like the color of her hair and then white and black, you know, like, you need like touches of something else. Like, you know, like I know that you probably wanted like touches of silver or something, but there wasn't enough like something else in there. This was just me like giving my wedding feedback. You know, I would have loved it on four weddings. I also just felt like the proper thing to do for Kelly was to have taken care of her daughter in that moment, which is take her away from the situation and be like, do you want to go upstairs? Like you, we've already been here for the ceremony. If we're at the cake already, basically this shit's done, you know, like, Let's get you out of here and stuff. I don't. Yeah, I think it was crazy to put it on him again about that because I think it was just for to ruin Sarah's life. You know, it just I don't know. And I feel like Sarah was like, well, "This is why I didn't want them here, and this is why I didn't want Kelly here." I knew things sh- shit would go down, which she, she's true. You know, she's like, and she and at one point she even tells Gracie, "Like I I get it. I'm so sorry. My dad's not even here." You know. Yeah, Sarah has to be the one to like get everything back together and make everybody feel comfortable and okay and like be that peacemaker. And she and it's Sean's job. It's Sean's job to do this and he didn't do his job. And so she's trying to make it better. And I hope that Kelly 
never says anything negative about Sarah ever again. Kelly's just going to have to handle things on her own at this point. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, let's cut back to Destiny, who never made it to the wedding. And um, I can only imagine like the shit show would have been if she actually made it there. Last we saw, Destiny was, honey, about to give birth in the back of a car with like a vape stick in her hand. And we find out that even though she's seven months pregnant and there would be two months more left, that her husband like gets to the hospital for she doesn't like he is this like muscly, maybe Latin man named Jason. I mean, he had come moosels, you know, like, I don't know what he's been doing, honey, but it's been lifting. No, uh, he's been like that the whole time. This is somebody she's known forever. And that's why she skipped over Sean and just went and married his, this man behind Sean's back. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I want to know Jason's idea of like Sean owing destiny 50,000. I right. think that, I think that Jason knew Destiny before she was like a, a crazy person. Oh, you don't think that she was crazy when she was young? Yeah, no, I think that she, I don't think she was cr- like this crazy when she was that young. Like, I think this is like a culmination of just years and years of like bad behavior and now being adult, being able to like live out those, that craziness. I mean, it just turns out she was having Braxton Hicks contractions, you know, and she's over here like, oh, I don't know, they hurt. Like, I've seen women go through Braxton Hicks like at work, at work. And I've been like, are you okay? And they're like, you know, it's, it's painful, but it's not as painful as the real thing. And I'm like, oh, shoot. That scares the shit out of me. But basically, we find out that she's okay. It's just this. And it's totally fun. The baby, they say is healthy. They say, and it's good the baby didn't come out because the baby's lungs are being formed right now. And like, as you're vaping. Yeah, Destiny says that to camera. And we just want to be like, eh. did you hear what you said? Do you have awareness that we all watched you vape? Like you are in mid, everyone is smoking all the time. And it's like this, love after lockup is like love after nicotine. You know what I'm saying? Like nicotine after lockup. You know, I'm not quite to tell you about that. But she eats her jello in bed, honey. And Jason like really wants to be with her. He's just like, you know, I want us to get back together and do this thing. But they leave separately. I don't worry She's like, gets in a, the van with the producers, like, take me, take me, take you where you're going to go. So you're going to go back and live with your roommate that has those eyebrows. She's going to go back and get her car, I think. <sighs> anyway. So yeah, she like, she says that there has been animosity between her and Jason. I can see how that would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So anyone else about that, babe? Nope. Okay. So we have twosies, woozies, couples, lefties, wefties. And I'm going to bring up, I'm going to save Wa's favorite for last. So uh, I'm going to bring up. There's always like a musical interlude while she finds the pictures. Yeah, it's because so. I can find them, you know, and so I'm trying to like buy myself time by like singing a note. Look at Lindsay, look at Deontay. Because that's what we're talking about next. Look at our faces. You're welcome. Lindsay and Deontay. So... Talking about vaping, they're sharing. Okay, so Lindsay and Blaine are sharing a vape back and forth, you know, like very intimate, you know, like they're sharing saliva, sharing a vape, sharing space, sharing work, sharing, sharing. Disgusting. They are wearing matching long sleeve blue button down shirts, which we realize, you know, they're all, yeah, they're also sharing fashion. I don't know what to tell you, like, you know, like they start to dress alike. They work together, they dress alike, they share a vape. And he drives her around like his chauffeur. Yeah. And I was just like, if he had opened the door for her at any point, which I was kind of watching out for that and he didn't. But I'm like, if I see him open the door for her, they're in a full on relationship and they're trying, they're not fooling anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She is going to meet with her lawyer who has long hair and it's in a ponytail. I mean, this lawyer is, I can't take him seriously with that hair. Not at all. Mm-mm. And basically, you know, we've been knowing this, that when she like served time, it was for like one count, but she hasn't served time for like the other two counts or whatever. Like she had served time for felonious, mischievous mischief, but we like have some other things happening, which is basically that she also had a gun and drugs on her when she was found. I don't understand how law works. Like how come you had, how, how come she was already tried for the small thing and not for like the bigger things, but Tyler with the with the long hair uh, tells her that all of that means that she could be in jail for 30 years, but you only ha- really serve 25% of that. And then they have to do math to try and figure that out. And it's like the longest math. 
why didn't they just times 30 times 0.25? Well, I can't do it that way. I'd have to go like this. 30, okay, so 30, 20% of 30, like I was doing a tip, would be six. And then I was like, okay, so, but half of, then I'd be like six and 7.5 because half of three is 1.5. I had to do it that way. Okay, so what I would have done, just take it out of my calendar and done. Let me see if I can do it on my computer. Your, your, your calculator? Mm-hmm. On the, on the phone? You have a calculator on the phone? You said calendar. Oh. <laughs> calculator. So you just take out the calculator and you go 30 times 0. 0.250 equals 7.5. He like did it like times this math. I was like, what are you doing? What, what is that Mississippi education you're getting over there? Listen, it came to the right answer. So whatever gets you there. No, 30 times 2.5. If you want 10%, you go 30 times 0. 0.10 or 0. 0.1. <laughs> no, you just move the decimal point. Like I said, 30 would be $3. That's 10%. So that's 10, that is 10%, 20% is six. And then another 1.5 is one point, you know, or whatever is 1.5. I knew what it was, honey. I could get there. Listen, but I, and listen, we all have different tracks to get to the destination while yeah, anyone's doing any math. God bless. Like God bless. You know, but by the way, it's Tyler definitely who gives the right answer. I mean, at this point asking Blake to do that, it's like, LOL. So uh, I don't quite understand what they tell. It's like she's going to just give herself in and then bond out and deal with it. And the other option yeah. is to keep a low profile, which is basically don't do anything ever again for the rest of your life and just like live in her fear. And like we all know that Lindsay can't leave, keep a low profile. And even her, not even her eyebrows in the scene can keep a low profile. Why? Yeah, it's just like it's doing those two things in tandem. It's turning yourself in so they don't have to come and find you, and then pleading not guilty, and then going through your trial. And hopefully, like she'll have to serve not seven point five. But maybe she can serve like six. And she's like, no, I've already missed too much of her life. I don't want to do that. So she's going to have to like really get some money together to get a good, good lawyer so that she can walk away with community service or maybe like, you know, put the time that she's already spent, you know, in prison for other things towards that as like time served. Yeah. So she has to at this point call Deontay and tell him what's going on because he's going to come down that weekend and she doesn't want to like lie to him. So she finally calls him and he's like, you know, sharing his feelings about <laughs> how she hasn't returned any of his calls and like doesn't respond to his text messages. And then she says, I got a job. I'm working with Blaine. And he really doesn't like that shit. And so he has to say something about that again, sharing his feelings, being communicative as you do in a good relationship. And she doesn't like that. She's like, all right, well, I got to go. And mm -hmm. he's like, well, I mean, you're just going to leave that quick. And she's like, yeah, like you're bumming me out. I don't want to have this conversation. And so he's like, I like a clingy girl. Okay. When I met Lindsay, she drew a map of how long it took me to get from X to Y to Z. And now she's not clingy and it, it's leaving me feeling like she doesn't like me. And let me tell you, Deontay, I have never, I have never aligned with Deontay's sentiment more than I did in that moment. <laughs> I am thus to where if you are not constantly texting me or sending me something on Instagram or like whatever, I'm like, oh, you don't like me. I guess this is over. Okay. Like I, so I get him on that. I get him 100%, but it is, it's hard for me to get the spit in my mouth to actually tell someone that out loud. <laughs> and so for that, I feel like he's very brave for having done that he's that's a brave move it's also a crazy move but it's brave that is what's called the people on instagram will call it anxious attachment people have different attachment styles and anxious attachment is what we're talking about where you want to be able to text someone and have them text you a lot and feel that like words of validation like good mornings or how are you in the day and the opposite is the avoidant or dismissive attachment style so you can do your own research and maybe sounds uh whatever one sounds like something that you are dealing with i'm definitely anxious and i'm moving through it but basically so at deontay he's doing his laundry deontay loves like a ribbed shirt like rib sleeve shirt you know like i don't know if he likes some ribbed downstairs ha 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 but at the same time loves those shirt sleeves to be ribbed He's doing his laundry and then his friend Derek comes over 
And this is when he like sort of was like telling Derek what's up. Like he hates the, like he already called out Lindsay for like not getting back to him on text, but then he'll like go on Facebook and she's like posted. So she, he's like, if you can have time to post on Facebook, you can definitely like text me back. True. (laughs) Right. Derek is like, Oh my God. First of all, I've been with you like through thick and thin. I've seen you just like go after every one of these prison girls and it's always the same. And why do you keep, just like your mom says, like going after these prison girls. But then he also is like such a good friend. Cause he's like, you know what? I'll be there when this one blows up too. That's what, that's what I am. I'm Derek. I'm just like your friend. And it's like, I, first of all, I love Derek in this scene. I think he's like, so he just has such good energy. I was like so happy that Deontay had him in his life. Wow. Yeah, that's the friend I was saying last episode or two episodes ago that he needed to go and like chit chat with that friend. <laughs> to like get get all his feelings out so yeah the friend is it definitely brings great energy but i also got bored at the same time the one thing that i did like about this episode was that a we find out that they wear the same shoe size and one was coming over to get his shoes back and b that deontay washes his clothes ah! now does he <laughs> fold them and put them in a bag in any sort of way that makes sense no but this man does laundry and i love to see men do laundry yeah, one thing that Derek says, though, that I found suspect was that he says most men put their happiness aside to be with a woman. And I was like, they do? What men? What, what is there? Is there? Is it because, are you saying, Derek, that their happiness is just like being with multiple women and that's the happiness they put aside to be with one woman? I don't even understand what that means. Oh, maybe that is what he means. If men's happiness also like is like playing golf and watching sports and like doing stuff like that, like I definitely feel like men don't stop that. You know who puts aside their happiness to be in a relationship? Women. 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 Women make it seem as though we're socialized to believe that our happiness is in relationships. It's only when we get in those relationships and we're not fulfilled that we realize that maybe our happiness wasn't in that. I'm assuming that some people get into a relationship and they find happiness with each other. Right? I'm assuming. No, yeah, I'm assuming that too, but I'm also assuming because I've been told by several people who have been in and out of relationships that a lot of times you're doing it so that you're not alone, which is like crazy because you could still be in a relationship and completely be lonely. Oh yeah, for sure. I have, uh, I've felt that. Okay, anything else about them, babes? No. Okay, and last but certainly not least to Wah, Tiffany and Kevin and Kayla and whoever new person that they're gonna like try, Tracy. Well, do you want to start it off? <sighs> we still, we talked about them too late. I have no energy now. Okay. So, so we wake oh. up with <laughs> Tiffany and she's over it. She's vaping in the bed. She f- has full on makeup on. And he's like, mm, finally up now. And I'm like, stop this fake. You just got up. You didn't just get up. So she goes into the kitchen and is like, hey, has, you know, has your mom said anything about me? Like, how does she feel? And Kevin's like, well, yeah, I don't know. Like she'll she'll eventually get over it and she'll come around. And Tiffany says, "Well, let's go to church with her." I was like, "That's the the wants to do that just to get somebody to like you." God, you could do so many other things with that hour and a half of your day. But she's willing to give it up to go to church to be with the mom to kind of make things work because she would like to make things work with Kevin, especially because they're going to meet a girl today. Her name is Tracy. Mm-hmm. When we see Tracy, though, like. I was like, she don't seem like y'all's type. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not that's not what it is. But what did you think? Oh yeah, no, I knew immediately that like Tiff and they, none of them were into her. Like I and I was surprised. Like she looks like you know like one of the like she's like a hippie kind of like yeah. a hippie you know. And Tiff and Kevin are so like, I mean, Caleb would be the perfect person for them. Like they want someone that's kind of like tatted and kind of like rough around the edges. They also have in their safe word in play with their safe word ends up being a gesture, which is an object. Let me talk about it. So for some reason, for some reason, like Kevin has this shirt that like, I don't know if it's like there's like Velcro like or whatever. And there's, there's patches and he can like move the patches around. There's like one patch is like a red X. It kind of looks like when you're playing family feud and you get the wrong answer, like that kind of X, like, Eh, like, don't worry about it. Would I know about family food? Yes, I would. That's fine. You see my episode, right? You should. It's on YouTube. Look up the Farrah family. Anyway, why? When they meet Tracy, I was like immediately like, eh, like that's not going to happen. But as they're sitting there and talking to Tracy and Tracy is like a dominatrix, you know, and at one point- Which it's like 
I didn't believe. <laughs> she looks at Kevin. She's like, so I can put your balls in a vice, you know? And it's like, look at that man. Does he? Yeah. That's not, none of this is going to work out for them. Yeah. Why are you on Tinder? You're on the wrong website talking, coming to this, talking about you wanted to be in a threesome with them, but you're also a dominatrix. They're not into that shit. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah, that was annoying. Oh, we forgot to say this. So before they left for the restaurant, Kayla was like going to roll up on Kevin to find out, like just talk. But then she sees Tiffany and Kevin leave until she follows them, much like Puppy and Amber follow Eric last, epi- last episode. So she- Kayla follows them to this like brewery, right? And of course they're sitting outside. So now- A what? A brewery. Boore- a brewery? Brewery. <laughs> it's where all your- It's the Halloween. Is- so uh, all the Halloween ghosts hang out? Brewery. Yes, honey, yes. So- she sees some random girl walk up and she's like, oh, they're like trying to like find a third, you know? And so she like takes pictures on her phone and texts Kevin like, bitch, I know where you are. Kevin looks at it it's like, Bleh, and decides at this point to go to the bathroom. And then she calls Kevin and then he's like, what's up? And she's like, what's up? And he's like, no. you know, their conversation is always so monotone. And he's he always just seems like, he does a good job of seeming like he has been just floating through the world. And when you've caught him right now, he has no rhyme or reason why anyone would feel any sort of way. He's like, just here. He, he has been sent pictures of the location there. In my mind, I guess, wouldn't he be like, yo, why are you taking pictures of me and sending it to me? But he's just like, not going to even acquiesce that he knows that she sent pictures. Like she, he wants her to do all of the like talking and then for him to always be on the defensive. Wow. Yeah, it's a it's definitely a method of gaslighting is just to pretend like he doesn't know what's going on. And he's always going to feign ignorance. And this come from a place of, I don't know, you tell me. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I didn't see no pictures. So I'm not spooked. I'm not anything. I'm chill. I'm good. I'm Gucci. And so yeah, she's over here like, oh, they're meet- meeting other women and fuck them. Why didn't they ask me if I wanted to get into it? I would have sex with her. And I'm like, Kayla, Kayla. You've been doing too much. You've already lost this opportunity. Instead of you calling him when you saw the tender and being like, hey, like I would like to have a threesome with you and this girl. You didn't do that. You act around amok. And I see here on the notes that you put that Kayla has a child seat in her backseat. Does she have a kid? It's crazy. She's over here acting a fool and she might have a child. So it's just like, it's crazy. So we think that Kayla's going to roll up and I wish she would have, but she didn't. I, right. and I was just like annoyed why are you in the back alley all of a sudden having conversations yeah. with him just roll up and do the thing you say you're about to do also I didn't understand how he didn't see Kayla's car parked in front when they left one two I love the fact that he opened the door for Tiffany <sighs> wow you know what if Wausau Kevin he would she would not be using the red x velcro pad. yeah no she would not no I'd be like I'd, I need to see what it does show me what it do Oh my gosh, she wants him to knock a pussy ass out. Beep. Give us a little. So basically, he comes back from the bathroom having not had any sort of like real conversation with Kayla, but he puts the patch where it is. So so he sits down. And the first thing that Tiffany does is like move the jacket aside, sees the red X and is like, yeah. And he's like, well, gotta go. You know, like, well, I get this one to like, you know, work. And I think that with a full like drink in front of them full plate of food so tracy knows it's time for her to go there's no other reason why they have to leave right in that moment they someone has a bloody mary in front of them and like some tater tots (laughs) i know it i know it (laughs) yeah no it's okay Uh, tracy's gonna like keep her keep on the search and so is tiff and kev i think that they're going to have a threesome with kayla if it hasn't already happened yet i think they're going to oh i think so that's I think funny. that Kevin will make it happen. I also noticed that Kayla, besides the fact that she has a child seat in her car, she has two gold necklaces on her neck. One has a big ass K and one has the cross, which is another thing I'm like, are you just doing that to get on Kevin's mom's good side? <laughs> I think that people just like have crosses. Like I think people really like just be out there being grimy talking about they believe in God. No, I think you're absolutely right. But for Kayla, I think the only cross she has to bear is her unrequited love of Kevin. Oh. And I understand it. I know you like, do. Like, she just wants to be his side chick. Or she wants to be his main bitch. But, like, 
he's never gonna let i understand it i understand it so much except for i don't understand the crazy like i couldn't i wouldn't be crazy that's the thing i'd just be crazy in my brain but i wouldn't actually show up at that fool's house yeah even though i could yeah at one point when he's like i think she has a tracker on my car i was like you love it he loves it he loves that he has this crazy ass bitch following him around Deontay would only wish in his mind to have a Kayla who like leave him alone is so clingy is so needy I think I would love that too I would love that right now is to have somebody who I'm like uh leave me alone but then like whenever I wanted to be touched I'm like hi well you could have had that with someone that you know and I tried so hard to be into them I know you could have the person lives close to where you are right now. You could have been the whole time having oh, no. my apartment. I'm glad you didn't. I would never do that. I appreciate that. I would never do that. Good. Because I care a lot about those pillows behind you. I love you guys so much. That's the end of this episode. Can you believe it? Yep. Really did it. But we are going to continue on the season of love after lockup. Who knows how many episodes we'll get. It's always a treat to find out. But as we said, we'll also be releasing soon after we record them, a little Hulu docuseries, freeform Hulu docuseries we watched called The Deep End, which is about a spiritual YouTuber named Teal Swan. And it's freaking fabulous. So I'm excited to talk about that. But having said that, you can follow us on DocuSweeties oh, everywhere that you follow people like Instagram, hi, or Twitter, which is DocuSweeties mm. more, or TikTok, which was sometimes puts up videos there too. Great. <laughs> And but Instagram is a place to be for us. Now, having said that, we've also been fully releasing the live streams. You can watch us talk about it in real time. I'm in a robe and was not in a robe at my apartment and get all the visuals that we have and get these episodes immediately once we're done. Wow. How would you do that? At patreon.com slash docusweeties. That's D-O-C-U-W-S-W-E-E. T-I-E-S. Why did I try to spell that? I shouldn't have, but I did. So here we are. And also, you guys, we were on a podcast last week talking about Love After Lockup, Mm -hmm. Escape to Reality. So please check out the ladies Justine and Geneva from Mm -hmm. Escape to Reality. They're great gals. They talk about this show. I can't actually wait to listen to their podcast episode of this episode of Love After Lockup. So stay tuned for that. We'll have HEA later on in the week as well, or at the same time. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> One thing I can tell you is that we will have singing in that episode too, because this is docu-singies. Singing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we love you guys so much. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you later. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.